Before we go into today's episode with Mark Samuel, this episode is sponsored by 107 Media. 107 Media specializes in helping sustainable CPG brands with paid social, influencer marketing, and retail media networks as well. If you are interested in the services, we have given a form in the description box below. Just fill that form out, and they will get in touch with you right away. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode with your host Sumit Patel. Alright, so now we're going to start with one of seven podcasts. My name is Sumit Patil, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Mark Samuel. Uh, well, we had him on the podcast previously as well on the seventh episode, uh, but Mark, it's such an honor to have you on the podcast once again. Thanks, I appreciate you having me. Great, awesome. Uh, so, Mark, before we kind of go into all things uh, CPG and uh, you know uh, some of the topics which I had for uh, today's episode, um, for the folks which are listening for the first time, if you can tell us more about yourself and Avon Organics, that would be great. I'm Mark Samuel. I uh, live in the Bay Area of California. Uh, got two young kids uh, into health and wellness. Uh, live that lifestyle, and I am the founder of I One Organics. We are a organic plant-based food company. Uh, we are in the salty snack category as well as the cereal category. Awesome. That's great to hear, Mark. I think last time when we had a conversation, Mark, uh, you know, the business was going pretty well. but looking at some of the factors and some of the things which are going on in the world inflation recession you know there's war going on in the world right now how has the business been and how how did those factors has impacted the business overall yeah well we're we're lucky we're still growing um and you know as as we had planned um it's just we're having to deal with different obstacles that weren't there 12 months ago um so you have to worry about cost increases and whether or not you're passing that on to customers or whether or not you're raising prices um the delays and things that people often talk about as far as supply chain they're they're fairly um they're fairly significant but if you can get ahead of them as in ordering uh you know well in advance now maybe instead of your 30 day turns you're at 45 and 60s you can really um get over those hurdles as well so i think it's just really game planning what you know what your next moves are we were able to do that and we were having to continue to do that for the rest of the year and and possibly for next year is is our assumption interesting and mark how has post pandemic uh, been for you guys are you seeing a shift in retail versus d2c i it's been consistent i mean we didn't we didn't really see a, a, a you know a difference or a shift um posted out, outside of really that early those early months that most did a, a lot of a lot of legacy brand purchases were were occurring um people remember people running to clubs and you know the club market and 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 the and the like and buying legacy type brands but you know healthy is always going to win in some format um you just have to have a pro, you know a market fit and um and a good product and and a customer base that's going to follow you i i think you can you know again get over hurdles that that most are talking about when it comes to you know consumer you know consumers and what the, what their actions look like interesting I think Mark, you have been through, you know, I think two thousand eight crisis as well. Uh, when you compare twenty twenty two with two thousand and eight, in what stage do you think we are in in terms of recession? I mean, you know, who who knows at this point? I think I paid seven bucks for for gas today, so um, it, it's it's an unknown. And I think people are used to guessing or or being a thought leader when it comes to that. Um, You hear twelve to twenty-four months. It's probably the case, uh, and you just have to adapt. Um, we've we've done it plenty of times before, and and we'll be doing it again. It's just now about the types of moves that you're making, and 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 the way you're forecasting is it's got to be a, a really really 
committed to. Interesting. And Mug, are we, are we sourcing the ingredients from the US or are we sourcing from any other countries at this point of time? A majority of, of ours is domestic and or from Canada. So we're, we're in the legume business. So mm-hmm. a majority of our, you know, ingredients are peas and our beans. And that comes from north of us in Canada. So we're, we're very lucky. We're insulated when it comes to, to stuff like that outside of crop stuff. There wasn't a great crop last year. Um, there's a better one this year. So if anything, we might have a, a little bit of a better opportunity. Um, but there's plenty, plenty of brands in our products that, that don't source, uh, you know, domestically, and uh, they're running into they're running into some troubles. But that's that's the the, the lay of the land. And in terms of the ingredient sourcing, mug, are we doing it from the farmers directly, or how does that work for us? Uh, well, well, we it depends. Um, uh, in our case, in our case again, our main ingredients they actually do. Um, so we work with we work with a, a company that's. Um, you know, in Canada, that works directly with the prairie fields and, and the like. So um, that's just the way that we start, and we've been consistent with with how we're, we're working those those types of opportunities. It's part of our ethos as a brand to really stay focused on on who we're working with when it comes to ingredients. Sure. Yeah, but Mark, if I just have to look at the definition of recession, um, a recession refers to a period of economic downturn, usually defined by two consecutive quarters of negative um, growth when adjusted for a country's real GDP. Now, when I look at some of the indicators, you know, job loss, manufacturing slowdown, decline in consumer spending, and decline in real income, the two indicators which I do think are, are relevant to CPG industry are manufacturing slowdown and decline in consumer spending. In terms of manufacturing at Iwan Organics, are you guys facing any difficulties as such with respect to, you know, maybe the increase in prices with manufacturing or the slowdown overall in, in that segment? Yeah, we we are. I mean, we're we're facing price increases um, that need you know that's even in, in talks right now. Um, again, it's 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 part of the journey that we're on, and that many people are going to be on, and it's how you're going to navigate it. Because at at some point, there is going to need to be um, a decision made on on whether or not an opportunity in front of you is going to work or it's not. This is a margin business. You you you're you're required to have a specific margin to operate, um, especially if you're looking to be a profitable company. And if there are disruptors in front of you that that are not aligned with helping to make that work, you, you're going to have to really start looking around and, and making making difficult to, uh, difficult choices. Um, they may uh, get in the way of what could have been a consistent you know opportunity or or a path that you were on that was creating some you know, a little bit more ease for you. But again, if you really want to stay, you know, in this business and have some staying power, um, you're, you're going to really have to be laser focused on the metrics that, that are important to your business. And one of them, the most important is margin. So um, that's just more feedback, to, you know, to, to, to many if they're listening. Interesting. Awesome. Uh, in terms of decline in consumer spending, are you guys seeing uh, a drop in revenue, maybe from the D two C, or you know, how has that been for you guys so far? We've been lucky. We, our our direct to consumer continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it's organic, so I think that's just from consumers mm-hmm. sharing and talking about the product, and then a friend buys it and the like. So we're 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 seeing opportunity there at shelf. Um, we've had a price increase earlier in the year, so our dollars are are consistent. Um, our, our turns are something that we're focused on. Um, a lot of it is predicated or some of it can be predicated to, 
to, to what's happening just in logistics. So it's outside of our control. For instance, we have some out of stocks in a particular retailer that is not from us. Um, we're, we have a, a, a close 99% fill rate when it comes to distributor pickup. So what we're finding is that there's logistic issues from the distributors to the retail store. Um, there's, there's a shortage of, of manpower and, um, and, and people are aware of that. So it, it does disrupt your overall sales at store level. It's just one of the, again, one of those hurdles that you're going to have to get through. You have to communicate that well with your, you know, with the buyers and, and everybody who's involved with the process and understand that this is hopefully just a moment in time. Interesting. Uh, Mark, one of the things I was reading about uh, the investment part of the business is that the investors might get a bit conservative when it comes to you know, investing in businesses. Um, you are in the weeds, you know, you're talking to investors, you're having conversation with founders. Is the sentiment there in terms of in investors being more conservative with their capital? Um, it, it, you know, the sentiment, the sentiment is it, it's tight. The capital markets are tighter. That's a fact. Um, I, I just did a, a our, our podcast. I have a Let's Eat podcast and um, I just got off and she's from Coefficient Capital. I do a, a investor series um, and uh, we didn't actually get time to dive into that because there was a recent uh, headline with a, a, a company that raised a ton of money. And so you would think, wow, well, you know, I guess there isn't an issue. I, I think with just like before you know, investors are specific about what they're going after and why they're going after, I think it's just now heightened. You know, many are talking about that now, though, now they want to see some cash flow. And I don't really believe all that. Um, I just think it's another headline piece that people like to talk about. Um, but, but to go back to the original comment for, that I noted, which is yes, capital markets are tightened. Um, and I think valuations are going to be squeezed. It's an opportunity for investors to do that. It, it's again, it's, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the journey and, and sort of the ebb and flow of, of what, what we've seen, you know, every 10 years. So. Interesting. I think one of the things which I remember you mentioning about, you know, how long will the recession stay or how long these conditions will stay? I think you have estimated close to 18 to 24 months, if I'm not wrong. Um, was it just based on the previous recession timeframes um, which you guys went through or I just think it's a flush out. I don't know. I think people, first off, a lot of people like to make it a political thing, right? Mm -hmm. So a couple of years, you know, maybe there's another president. Um, there's always going to be that piece. We, we live in one of those, you know, in one of those worlds now. Um, and so it, it's more about disruption and, and okay, maybe somebody fresh comes in and, and makes some, some moves here, there, and the other. I also think that there's just, it's overdue flush out. I mean, Look at look at interest rates. I mean, you were your people were buying homes and you know refinancing their home at, at, at two and a half percent. I mean, it, it's there there needs there's just the ebb and flow. It's um the, the housing market in general, right? Um, I just read a headline in the county that we're in. It's it's just really out of control uh, as far as as home prices. So there's corrections that happen. It's we've we've seen it. Um, I. People use 12 to 24, I think it could even be longer, but I don't know what that necessarily means. Um, you know, does that mean gas prices are gonna be $9? I have no clue. I don't really get into stuff like that. I, I don't, I try to keep it as, as, as focused on what we can do as possible. Um, and, you know, without being, you know, without, without putting ourselves out there in, in a dangerous position. 
interesting um, but in terms of sustainability right a lot of brands are moving towards more sustainable ways in terms of the packaging or ingredients uh, but one thing which is great about ibon organics is we were sustainable like in terms of our approach right we believe in organic ingredients we believe in health and fitness um, not every brand believes in it right some of the brands are moving to sustainability just for the sake of branding purposes how do you see that i think it's a long process mm-hmm. um i i think that people like to talk on it more than they actually execute on it um because it's a buzzword you know everybody loves buzzwords today right um that most don't even know what sustainability means we are we are, we are core you know our core our core ingredients are the most sustainable we're we're peas and and our beans um that those are sustainable crops right um and anybody can look look that up it, and so um we we don't tout it as much as we actually should i think then people since they can they're using just any raw material you know any raw ingredient that they can to you know make a, a decent product at a, a low cost they're they're having to go to the film and or the boxes and it's recyclable or not or it's um it's buzzword stuff uh and i'm not against it because i think we can all do something to help and collectively over time we need to um again that's just fact uh, or we're going to be in a, a world of trouble our kids kids are going to be in a in a world of trouble um and so to me it's it's a marketing piece uh and outside of the few that are really 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 focused on it and i give homage to them i think that's that's fantastic i haven't seen sustainability in you in into your ads or you know any of your marketing uh, stuff so i think uh, there are a lot of brands like i want organics one brand which i really liked is retained uh, dan kerzog i had him on the podcast previously as well i think there are also doing dan kerzog from regrind uh Oh yeah, 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 I, I know. You, yeah, yeah. I think you had him on the podcast as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they are really doing great job as well. You know, totally upcycling ingredients, and they're partnering with other CPG companies as well, um, which you know makes it easier to you know uh, spread the concept of sustainability in a true way. Yeah, agree. Uh, but in terms of new like, products or new flavors, Mark. Are there any new products or flavors coming up uh, in the next couple of months? Yeah, we do. We we actually have a new product that we're launching later this summer, and so we'll talk about it probably in about a month or so. And it's a it's a it's it's a we're really excited about it. Um, and so it it will it will define us again where we originally started and where we really want to be, which is in snacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll talk about that probably in about a month or so. Interesting. Is it a new product or is it a new flavor as such? With new, it's a new product. A new uh, product. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you if you can give us a clue, maybe we can, uh, <laughs> you know. So it's in this. It's in the snacking category. Okay. All right. Awesome. But let's talk about marketing, Mark, for a second. The one channel which is um, the talk of the town right now is TikTok. You know, um, how has TikTok been performing for you guys? And uh, is there any advice for us in terms of how to approach the channel? we're doing well with it we have a lot of room to grow um we just had somebody post or you know an organic um uh video f- with our product in it where they had you know, he is a you know multi-million followers and so that we we love stuff like that and on our own channel it's something we've been focused on but there's a lot of room for opportunity and growth there so um we're we're slowly spending there as far as advertising um we're seeing some decent numbers app totally different than where you'd be at with Facebook. Um so I think that's going to be a play and it's a low hanging play right now. Again, once it gets saturated, you know, over the next few years, 
uh, the opportunity won't be there to pull all that organic, you know, all that organic reach that you have now. So um, if, if you know anybody's dabbling in it, it's something that they should really be starting to focus on or it's just gonna be too late. Absolutely, I think one, uh, the organic reach on TikTok is great at this point of time, the reason being the algorithm, right? Uh, TikTok has been rewarding, um, you know, content at scale, organic content. Where, um, the algorithm essentially, you know, considers a single video as a whole. When we compare it with Facebook or Instagram, they consider your profile as a whole. So in the organic reach on TikTok is pretty good. And if you know brands want to um, experiment on it, it would be really beneficial for them in the long term. But I think Mark, where I do think you guys might have an opportunity is uh, you know sharing your story right, through the TikTok content. I think that would do really well for you guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. In the day in life which you guys do on the you know YouTube shorts, I think those videos are pretty good in terms of the engagement rate and uh, the way it feels, right? It feels authentic, it feels, feels real. Yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, but in terms of the challenge, overall, Mark, uh, what is the most challenging? There's there's just a lot of, of opportunity still at retail. Um, our ACV is so low. You know, it's just small. We're we're still such a small brand. So um, we we really just want the opportunities at retail, not in just not in just places that we're in, but you know, places that we believe we have um, a customer at. So it, it, it's really just all about getting opportunity. Uh, and so you just have to wait your turn and be patient, uh, get the buyer's meetings and then you know wait for those sort of reset dates to occur. Um, so it's just a lot of time and, 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 and effort is involved with that. Awesome. Uh, with that, Mark, uh, it was truly an honor to have you on the podcast once again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.